Welcome to episode 15 of the Awaken Podcast. I'm Daniel. And I'm Joe. And we are your hosts. Today we're joined by Nicole Ng and Sarah Okamoto. They're both part of the core, both part of core for AACF USC. Sarah was part of AACF Bothell in 2018-2019 before transferring to USC last fall. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah and, Sarah and Nicole. Thanks. Hello. Hello. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, any updates with quarantine? Like, has like how have you guys adjusted to quarantine? Just like things like that. No, I've been staying in LA. My family's in Hong Kong, so I'm just living alone mm-hmm. right now. So it's been all right. It hasn't been as lonely as I thought it would be. I have like one or two neighbors that I get to talk to. Um, otherwise, I'm just mainly alone. But I think a lot of online interaction has been helping it. Oh, okay. interesting. What about you, Sarah? <laughs> yeah, um, so I was at school in California, and now I'm back home in Washington um, with my, um, my parents and my siblings. So it's, it's been a little bit different living with so many people. Um, yeah, but it's been good. Um, I think that there's been a lot of opportunity to, um, to get closer to them and also to... Um, like there's been a lot of opportunities for me to also still can keep in contact with friends from from school like nicole <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure um what about like usc um just like thinking about like going back to school like have you ha- have your guys's plans like adjusted with like what's been going on or you guys planning going back to school or staying home like what does that look like um yeah it's definitely adjusted quite a lot over the past few weeks um I think I was definitely going to just remain in LA and go to school and then a few weeks ago there was the ICE immigration policy so that kind of tipped everything over and then so a lot of changes happened in between but ultimately I'm still staying here and yeah just signed a lease for the coming year so I'm gonna be near campus not on campus but yeah yeah cool um Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Um, yeah, uh, I was originally signed a lease in, like, February for this next year, so I haven't been able to get out of it or find a subleaser, so I will be coming back um, to California. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see um, what the social life's kind of like, but I guess, like, moving on a little bit. Um, so I actually re- one of your friends, like, wrote an article about you, like, as an Asian and a Christian, and I actually read through and I thought it was like really interesting to talk about. Um, I guess like for people that don't really know what that article was about, like Sarah, how would you best explain um, what that article was like mostly discussing about? Yeah, sure. So my friend Bonnie um, basically um, decided, or she's a journalism major at USC and for one of her projects, she wanted to talk about um, just how different identities, um, like people, navigate them and for me that was my asian american identity um christian identity and also being a part of generation z and so i talked a lot about um basically my experiences growing up and primarily identifying with my christian identity um and then as i grew up like starting to realize what my like being asian meant and how that kind of that intersectionality of um being christian and asian and american and then also how that like is different from my parents' experiences with that. Um, but yeah, mostly I talked about um, the Asian American church and um, versus some of the other churches I've been to and like what that's looked like and 
the struggles between feeling like very comfortable in Asian American Christian spaces, but then also feeling um, this, I guess the, um, from, I guess like a calling to kind of break out of that um, comfortable bubble because uh, as Christians we are called to, um, to make disciples of all nations. And so like finding that kind of balance, yeah. Yeah, because you mentioned how when you were at like a non-Asian church and people had believed that they had seen you before and that's when you felt like you were, I guess, like different, like maybe like different or just like new in a sense. And I thought that was really interesting because I don't know, for like me personally, I've never really felt like that or I've never had people like felt like, you know, this person stands out and this person is like someone that they've kind of like misrepresented me to be. Um, I guess like with that being said, because you said that was like a big experience for you, how um, how have you been able to like just break out of your bubble? Because like, I think for a lot of people, that's like something that's really hard to like deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, it still is difficult. Um, I tend to be in more Asian American Christian spaces, uh, primarily like with um, being a part of WCF and then um, the churches that I've been going to have largely been Asian American um, but I think that where I feel like I've been trying to get get out of that more is like within um, classes or even like my roommates this past year um, I had like seven sweet mates so um, trying to talk to them and or like take make every opportunity to make sure I'm not um, only within those Asian American Christian spaces like and being very intentional about spending time with friends even if um, even if it's not as comfortable at first, because I think that there are a lot of things also, there's a lot of value in um, hearing those different perspectives, um, especially with, um, honestly, especially with non-Christians, I feel like just their worldview without Jesus is so different, um, and trying to hear um, about their experiences and helps me to better understand like what that looks like and how to how can we better reach them, because I feel like sometimes there's a great disconnect between Christians and non-Christians, and um, yeah, I, I don't think it's very um, conducive to any kind of evangelism at times, um, and sometimes even has the opposite effect, which has just been, I don't know, really, really heartbreaking for me to see. Cause I think it's just both people trying to um, do what they think is best. No, I can, uh, I can totally relate to that. Um, I also grew up in a pretty like similar background, I think, Asian-American. Um, but for Nicole, I was always wondering since, uh, it says, uh, we found out that you grew up in Hong Kong, right? Yeah. And I was wondering since, like, uh, my family's also from Hong Kong and I've been there before. Um, and I've always wondered how it was like now that, like, you're here in America where, like, there's a lot more people than just, like, Chinese people, right? And I wonder, like, similar to Sarah, like, how have you... Um, like, has it been difficult trying to, like, break out of that bubble? Um, since, since, like, I know a lot of, like, USC has a lot of Asian people, too. Uh, do you have trouble, like, breaking out of that? Yeah, I definitely have a lot of trouble breaking out of that. Um, just because I just haven't really been around... I just grew up in such a homogenous society in terms of race and ethnicity that I, I have tried to put myself in different kinds of 
positions and like when I was looking for a fellowship for example I definitely tried to go towards or like visited more um, diverse fellowships and the churches that I went to um, and just the people that I would say hello to and the clubs that I joined as well um, ultimately I definitely feel a lot more comfortable in Asian American circles I mean I'm personally not Asian American but I think I definitely relate a lot to that culture um, and it's just it has been really difficult I think making friends of from different cultures and yeah I have a few friends who are not Asian American that I really love um, that I do talk to but I think just the barrier is a lot greater and there is a lot more effort that required or just there was wasn't that same basis of understanding of identity um, that I do wish I do wish that I had put more effort into that earlier in my college life um, to really make those relationships grow um, but currently the only yeah and I guess currently I'm going to City Bible Church which is a church in downtown LA and one of the reasons that I did choose to go to that because was because it wasn't I, it was it is a largely Asian American church but a big part of the congregation isn't and I think I really appreciated um, having that diversity yeah um I think it's interesting how like like I know like Hong Kong uh, to like a city like LA is very different um, but when you're like like after living in Hong Kong for so long and then coming to America like did you like have a big culture shock or like uh, to you what's like the biggest transition you had to like adjust either in like your Christian circle or just like socially with other people mm. personally I can't say I had a really big culture shock because I did go I went to an international school growing up and so all the teachers were mostly American and I think that really influenced my understanding of American culture and got me acquainted with it before I came to the US um, so it definitely wasn't particularly shocking um, and I think yeah the transition for me was actually really smooth I think God really put a lot of people in my life to take care of me, both like emotionally, but also largely like logistically, like even moving in and like, cause I flew here on my own. Um, and just like the ways that he's provided for me has made the whole transition, like um, I guess miraculously smooth. So I can't say, yeah, there was that big of a jump in terms of the transition. You know, um, I guess, like, something I've noticed, and maybe this happens at USC, too, but, like, um, sometimes, like, when I see the, the international kids, like, a lot of times they like to stick together, and, and for, like, people that are from, like, in-state and out-state, like, they like to stay together, and so it's, like, kind of, like, two different groups, and I think, like, and I, I actually want to get, Nicole, I want to get to your thoughts on this, but, like, I think one of the biggest transitions for a foreigner to come to the United States is understanding, like, American humor, because humor is just, like, a big part of, like, what, of conversation in general, right? Like, when I think about, like, memes or, like, TikTok stories, like, I feel like for a foreigner, it would be really hard to understand, like, why this is, like, humorous or, or funny in a way, like... For you, like, I don't know, I guess I want to get your thoughts on that. Like, do you think that would be, like, a really hard transition for, like, an international person? Mm, I think that's definitely, honestly, a pretty big one, because in terms of humor, it's not just the words that you use, but even, like, the pictures and, like, 
the videos that you sent, for example, like Sarah, like likes all these memes that she sends me that like are like from like say like your Jimmy Neutron memes, and like different <laughs> like TV shows I literally have never watched, and then like everyone's laughing at it, and I'm just like I don't get why this is funny. Um, I mean, for me, it's like not too big of a deal because I understand like most of American humor, um, but I think like just those kinds of graphics um, or even specific words that I guess aren't part of a foreigner like if they don't learn specific like slang words and things they're not going to really understand and I think that definitely does affect affects like how they understand internet culture and interact with Americans yeah because it's like it's almost like they have to learn like just the dictionary in general and then they have to learn like urban dictionary you know what I mean <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> Um, I want to piggyback a little bit because I think when we talk about like just learning about different perspectives and stuff, I think something that I've noticed myself personally is that a lot of times not only do they misunderstand like who I am, but I also misunderstand, um, who like these other people are. Like, for example, back in my freshman year, like two, two years ago, I used to be part of the student newspaper. And so it was like a predominantly like white um, group of people and I remember one time I was writing like a story about like a certain athlete and I was talking about like his Christian beliefs and I remember saying that to my editor and he was like oh are you Christian or something like that and for some reason like I felt like he was attacking me or something and so I got like kind of defensive about it and then he was just like I don't know why you're so like worried about it worried about like what you are I just wanted to ask like it wasn't like something more personal right and like I was wondering like for you guys like do you ever like feel like you get into those type of situations and like I don't know like do you guys like have any experiences kind of like that for me absolutely I think that I believe in a lot of lies when it comes to interaction with non-christians and I kind of I think I very like falsely enter a defensive position when nobody has really come out to attack me yet. For example, like in my freshman year, um, we had like these seminars where it was like a class of like, um, I think like 10, 12, 15 people. Um, and my class was about literature and ethics, ethics and literature, something of that sort. Um, so definitely we were, like, venturing into philosophy and, like, Kantian ethics and all kinds of things. Um, and it just, I guess I was just so terrified to share anything at all, um, even though I knew what I believed in and, like, I could explain what I was thinking, but I was just sitting there and I would just get, like, so nervous every class to say what I think, even though nobody has ex ever expressed dis disapproval towards my beliefs, um. And I think it just comes from, like, me making assumptions of what people are going to think and the kind of judgment they're going to give towards me. Um, and I think that also translated to a lot of the more diverse experiences I had when I joined... Sorry, did you hear that? Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> good, it's good. Okay, well, I think that also translated to a lot of um, me entering into very diverse groups like in freshman year I entered I was part of the frisbee team the club frisbee team um and it was definitely one of the most diverse groups of people I've ever been in it was like all female but it was just people from all over the states 
um, different ethnicities and backgrounds, different sexualities, and it was just so different from what I experienced because I guess it, Hong Kong is definitely more conservative as an Asian city, um, and I also went to a Christian school, so just a lot of that was I never experienced that, and I think I really re- one thing I really regretted from that was just closing myself off and not really getting to know people because of like my fear of man, my fear of judgment. Um, and I think like so much good could have come out of me being more confident in my faith and just being who I am. Yeah, just, yeah, I mean, I, I also like feel you on that because like I was also in like a philosophy type class and I remember we were talking about like the concept of like God and I think like you, I was like kind of scared in a sense just because I think, I think a lot of it has to do with how progressive, like, our societies become and just how, like, if you say something that could, like, that disagrees with another person's opinion, then there's going to be, like, a huge, huge, like, outrage over it. And for me, it's, like, I don't necessarily like being on, like, one side or another just because I like to try to see, like, both, like, opinions, right? And... So for me, like, because of that, then, like, I was, like, really scared to, like, not just say anything because I didn't want to upset anyone. And I think that's, like, one thing that's, like, kind of held my faith back a little bit. But, yeah, I guess, like, that's something that I've been, like, trying to just, like, figure out because at the end of the day, it's, like, Sometimes I do regret the fact that I'm not being, I'm not able to just share my opinion, see like what people truly have to think, right? It's just like me kind of like holding myself back. I don't know. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's all I have to say. (laughs) I think another thing to add to that would, um, I think it also has to do with how currently in society, tolerance is kind of like a really high virtue of everyone. Like we need to be tolerant of one another and just Christianity being like in its nature a very exclusive an absolute truth I think just expressing our belief in it I guess in a way makes me feel like I'm really going against what like everybody values so much um right yeah yeah no that being said like I kind of wanted to ask a little bit about that since you guys both go to USC uh I know it's in LA and like LA's not known (laughs) to be the most uh religious city um and I know USC has like that reputation of like a lot of partying and like people don't really think of it as like a religious place um but that being said like do you find it a lot more difficult um to like reach out for the people here and like what like what nicole you were saying about how like um since like everything's more tolerant um or like that's the virtue that a lot of people uh in our society i think have now like do you think it's harder for you as a christian in usc to like reach out or like thrive in this uh, city? I think, um, I don't know if it's been more different. I think every place or every city or location definitely has their own spiritual battles to fight. And like, maybe it's a little different being in LA versus in Hong Kong or other places. Um, But the challenge is still there, I think. In terms of, I don't know, I think people are, although cultures are different, people are just innately the same, um, like human nature, so I I don't know, I can't say it has been 
so much more different for me. Sarah, I was like, I was like, um, I guess like because you last year, if I believe, if I've got that right, like you, I remember, I think I remember you coming like ACF, like UW a couple times. And I remember that like you guys had like started up like an ACF, like Bothell type of thing. And now that you've kind of transitioned to like USC, like, do you see, I remember you talking about how like, like beliefs were like you like you learned a lot when you transitioned like from place to place and i was wondering like where do you see like where do you see the differences in all of that yeah um i think that um there are a lot of differences like between even seattle and la like in what i've noticed like i grew up in southern california but not like in the city at all um and then like coming to washington and it being a lot more um politically um liberal um and progressive i think definitely made it um different like i feel like just in the way people talk or at least in my experience it was harder for me to um bring up my christian beliefs like kind of like what nicole talked about with like tolerance i think i felt that a lot more in washington or even some of my friends actively um criticizing christians or at least christians in like mainstream media um, and then when I came to LA, I was surprised, despite hearing that like it's pretty similar in a way that it's more progressive and very, um, I guess just like being in a more metropolitan area, having like, like kind of res- like being similar to Seattle. Um, but I was surprised to find that there were a lot more people that I think came from, um, or just at least had grown up with a lot of Christians or, um, and maybe it's just being at USC and not like, um, like I think that it's not super representative of like the entirety of LA or maybe the people that I've talked to have just been um, from different backgrounds but I feel like I've um, I don't know or maybe just God has also provided a lot of opportunities to talk to people that are um, more interested in hearing about my faith but I think that there was um, just a lot of um, I guess it was it seems like it was just less um, ingrained within everyone's um, or the, the idea of like what a Christian is I think was more diverse in in my experience in California um, yeah. I think though no I was I was like trying to are you saying that like people in California like they're more like open-minded to like what a Christian is or are you were you saying something else yeah, I, I guess in my own experience, that's kind of what I've had felt like. Although, I guess it's hard to say because, like, my friends in Washington, like, know I'm Christian, but, like, when they talk about Christians in general and, like, criticize them, they're not talking about me. But that different, like, I guess it just, it feels like if I were to tell someone that didn't know me that I was Christian, um, I think I would be more anxious about what their response would be. Um, and... Although I don't, I think I'm, like something I've been learning is that it's not really our responsibility um, for other people's reactions will be. And so um, it's important to speak um, truth and not to, not to be afraid to be com- uh, bold and confident about what we believe. But I don't know. Um, also understanding and sensitive to what other people might have to say. Um, is that kind of, sorry. Um, 
maybe that was I don't know if that was really what you were trying to ask. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think I think I got I think I understand yeah. what you're saying because like it, what it's interesting is like my experience is like kind of like inverted where it's like back in California where I like lived and grew up it's like I had a community of like mostly like non-religious people mm-hmm. and so again like I would tell them that I'm a Christian and they were they were fine with it like they didn't have any problems with it but like similarly to you they would speak out about like christians in general and something interesting that at least like when we've had like a couple talks about it and one thing that they said that kind of struck me was they believe in like the religious like values like there's like a spirit there's um i believe like they believe that there's something a third party that's kind of like working you know and so it's not like it's not like there's nothing that exists but then when it comes to like the structure and like the rules and laws of religion that's when it kind of pushes them away from like what religion should be i was wondering like for your friends like do they did they have those like similar type of thoughts or is it something else yeah i think i would say for a lot of my non-christian friends it's um like everything it just just in general is like a society we tend to be um more individualistic um and so like the idea of conforming to a set of beliefs or like having or like i think what some people have said um is like they don't want someone to dictate what they have to do um and i think that what that comes down to is like they feel like their understanding of what it means to um like be a good person or to live life is um is just as good, if not like better for them than like what um, the Bible or Christians might have to say. Um, or I think that um, like a lot of my friends do like like have those questions though, like of desiring to like know more about like what their purpose here is, or if there is something that created this earth. But um, yeah, like I think that they. I think that in part of Christianity is just being, um, like having, like, I don't know, yeah, <laughs> like what you said, like <laughs> rules, um, or things that you have, commands that you have to follow and submit to, um, it's just like very unappealing. Yeah. And I think like, like when I, my friends like say something like that too. And like, I think something that I would say like back to them is like, I definitely feel them in the f- in the sense that you should like create your own beliefs and it shouldn't be like uh, what's the word I guess just like affected or stained by like other people and what they tell you but I think something that's like that I realized like a couple of years ago was that it's okay but it doesn't necessarily mean that like your beliefs are like should be static you know like they should always be evolving and changing and I think that when you just kind of live in your own bubble, then it gets a little dangerous out there just because I think then it gives off the sense that like you might be a little bit more like ignorant or arrogant in the sense that you might think that you have everything figured out when reality it's like you don't, we don't really have that much figured out. I don't know. That's like something I have felt about myself. And I think that's why like I try to keep an open mind with everything. But yeah, I don't. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think um, as Christians, like you are also called to 
continue to seek God more, and I don't think we'll ever fully understand or, like, we'll never be perfect. And so it, I think it makes sense to, um, yeah, to not have, like, beliefs that are always going to stay the same. I think that we may, um, yeah, just as we learn more about God and um, draw closer to Him, that naturally things would be different. Um, I kind of want to go back a little to, I think, I think you early, uh, earlier you mentioned before how, like, um, when we were kind of reading up on, like, what you thought about, like, the Asian churches, um, like, um, I think a lot of, like, Asian American, like, correct me if, you're, uh, if I'm wrong, but how, like, you said that, like, I think Asian American values conflict with Christian values and how, like, a lot of times, like, being Asian, like, means not really, like, addressing political issues or, like, being very conservative or unwilling to speak out. Like, especially, I know um, my parents are, uh, like, they immigrated here, right? And they would always, like, not really talk about race or, like, homosexuality. And I wouldn't really, like, as a Christian, like, really know about that stuff. Like, it was very hush-hush. And um, a lot of, like, different aspects of Asian culture are always like that. Um, in your own, like, both of your guys' per personal experience, do you have, like, times where, like, Asian culture, like, prevented, uh, or, like, wasn't in line with, like, Christian values or, like, uh, or, like, uh, is there times where those two didn't mix well? Okay, I mean, for me, like, I feel like the way I would tackle this question is, like, I don't know, this is how I kind of see it, like, with Asians, like, we're about, like, like, obeying the rules, like, conformity, and I think, like, with Christians, like, we also see that, but I think something that I sense from, like, Asian culture is, like, we like to do the most, like, quote-unquote, like, logical thing, so, like, I don't know, like, for a parent, you would want your kid to, like, not, like, take many chances, just, like, kind of go to college, find that, like, nine-to-five job, and, you know, just, like, live your life, right? But I think the way I see, like, Christianity is, like, not necessarily, like, the complete opposite of that, but it's, like, stepping out in faith, you know? It's, like, in theory, it might sound like such an irrational decision to, like, I don't know, become, like, a missionary or something instead of working at your nine-to-five, 100K job. But I think it's, like, for a Christian, it's, like, you want to, like, take those chances because you're stepping out of faith and saying, like, God, like, I, I believe that you know more, and I think there's more, there's more to be, like, gained. Maybe not necessarily, like, on the financial side, but maybe, like, your your well-being or just, like, your mental mental or, like, your faithfulness. I don't know. That's how I see it. I think definitely in terms of... Um I think especially for Asians, this is probably true for all cultures, but the fact that there's just, our futures are kind of mapped out um, in terms of like, I guess, going to school, specific types of school that you want to, to go to. Um, people kind of know since like they started middle school, high school. And then after that, um, especially for Asian Americans, is often like, I don't know, finding someone to marry, moving into a suburban home and then getting a kid. And then you're like happily serving in church. Um, discipling somebody or something that's kind of like I think a lot of Asian Americans view it that way and 
in I think Asians like from Asia slightly different, but like everybody's just kind of pursuing comfort and just like stability in life. Um, and I think that is in itself very opposite to the Christian life. And it's terrifying, I think, to step out of that culture and to actually do something that's more radical or even like a gap year in Asia is sometimes like not the best idea. Like, what are you doing wasting your year away? Um, but to like walk away from that and actually, I don't know, yeah, to not think that that really is the purpose of life, um, to not think that like Jesus, like God just wants us to live comfortably, but to actually view his kingdom as like our ultimate treasure. Um, I think is, yeah. Uh, those. I think that's how it definitely conflicts. Yeah, I think, um, just kind of being in a lot of Asian American churches, like that's kind of like, I think what is often modeled. Um, and I don't think it's necessarily like wrong or inherently, um, like bad to, um, like pursue that. Like I don't know. I think it's it's good to want to. Um, like glorify God in your work and sometimes that might look like um, like having a nine-to-five job and like having a family and serving together in church like it seems to be um, that's the way I think a lot of Asian Americans uh, Asian American Christians um, kind of have in mind like as their trajectory but I think um, what has been difficult for me is like seeing this modeled and wondering like if if all these people are like if I know that all these people are genuinely seeking God and um, like trying to um, best glorify Him, is this is this the only way to do it? Is this the best way to do it? Um, if everyone kind of is like this, um, I think that's where I I wonder like, or it's, I think it's it's hard to being in Asian American churches if like to define the line between like this is something that is um, happening as a result of being Christian and knowing God. Um, versus like and uh, versus being more like this is something that is kind of a byproduct of our Asian American culture and yeah I, I think I still am not sure where that is and something I've been um, yeah I guess something that God has been trying to um, show me and that I've been trying to learn more about but yeah something yeah. no I can I, I can totally relate um, I think another part of like Asian American culture that like kind of holds me back from like pursuing a better like Christian life I think is like uh, more like conformity because as an Asian American like I think for a lot of people like if you don't hang out around like more Asian Americans like we consider them like whitewashed like oh like <laughs> you're, you're hanging along like white people or like like a bunch of different people um, and I think there's like a big like say or like a lot of Asians like are only friends of like other Asian people because it's comfortable, but also because like if they're not, then people look at them like weird. And like I've been guilty of that. Um, but I think that also makes it a lot harder for me to do like, um, I think so a good example is like the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, I think a lot of like social issues, like I find it very hard for me to um, attend, not because like I don't believe in it, but it's because like I'm scared of how the other, like, my friends would think. Um, and I feel like that's a pretty big part of me as an Asian, because I'm always, like, thinking about, like, oh, I wonder, like, my Asian friends are going to be like, oh, he's just, like, like, I think it's, like, because Asians aren't really uh, outspoken, they don't go to protest, right? Um, 
And I kind of like wonder if you guys have the same experience of like being held back by stuff because of just like the Asian community just like not really going into that or accepting it, you know? Yeah, I think I can definitely, um, I definitely resonate with like not seeing a lot of my Asian friends, especially, or even the Asian Christian friends, um, like I think tend to be more reserved and show their, um, or try to, um, I guess show like solidarity or fight injustices in a way that's seems quieter and like less public. Um, and I think it's difficult because then I see like other ways that people are doing that and wondering like, is this, is this not like something that we should do as Christians then if I'm not seeing people um, I know that Christians and I look to, up to, um, and, or is this just like, because you're Asian American and it's um, just not the way a lot of us show um, that way. Um, yeah, I think that, yeah, that's a, <laughs> I think that's something I struggle with and I'm still trying to figure out, but. Mm-hmm. I think for me, um, I think I have struggled with like, especially like me supporting things or doing things and thinking what other people will think. But I think I would attribute that more to just my own fear of man, less so the Asian culture. Um, and just because like even this entire past year, the political climate in Hong Kong as well as in the US has been like like very chaotic. And I think for our generation, it's kind of like a political awakening and understanding like our role as citizens um, on this earth and what like our relationship with the government. And I think a lot of people are kind of understanding more and more like what we can do as individuals and how we can actively support things or um, yeah, like bring information to people. And I think that for me has been helpful. Like, or I guess just our generation moving towards that has made it a lot less scary for me to speak out against or about certain topics because I feel like we're we are all kind of like growing an understanding of how we can do that better. Yeah, I I can totally relate about, especially when you said like the Hong Kong and everything that's going on in there. Cause I think for the first time in my life, like whenever I read like world news, right? It's like someplace like somewhere else. But now it's like, oh, like my family's there. Like, like people that I know and love are like there and they're going through it. And I think it's like the first time where it's like, oh dang, like, like, I kind of, like, I think religiously, I'm like, God, like, what are you going to do about this, right? Like, my family's there, like, all, all the Christians there, too. Like, I just wonder how, like, they're dealing with it. Um, but I think, like, personally, it was, like, a big awakening for me, because it's like, oh, like, I need to rely on, like, I can't really rely on, like, since it's such a big problem, I think, like, God was the only one I could really turn to. Um, sorry, I'm not exactly sure where I'm going with this, but, um, (laughs) I just, I just, like, kind of agree with your point, how it's, like, so chaotic, and to a lot of us, it's, like, finally, like, our time to, like, step up and, like, do something, um, but, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I think, I mean, I think a big part of this is, like, one, for me, something I've noticed is, like, the differences in the way like the older generation thinks and like how we think and i mean it makes sense because 
I think for us, like, we're really blessed to, um, we're really blessed to just be in an environment where, like, especially on the West Coast, like, we're really blessed to live with different types of people. Like, like for me personally, like, I've uh, been to school with, like, you know, Latinos, black people, white people. So I got, like, a firsthand experience of, like, who they really are and for and for like the older generation they might see it differently because they kind of grew up like you know back maybe like in asia and then they move so much most of their exposures from just being around like the same type of people and i feel like that is like i feel like that's the first big thing and then the second thing is like i think as a community like yes like we should look out for like black people because like they're just in the most like you know like troubled spot but i also think like it's really important to just understand that like when someone makes like, a hate comment about like another race you know we have to hold like those people accountable as the same as when like a black person told uh, when someone says something like irresponsible about like a black person i think the inconsistencies in that really make this whole like I guess like this community like creating this community so much harder because everyone's like trying to do like their own thing no I can relate um but to shift over a little bit um Nicole I'm actually interested of when you came to USC why did you like choose AACF specifically um was there something was there an experience there that made you say like Oh, like oh, I'm gonna like stay here and commit. Uh, so yeah, how did you get involved with uh, ACF? Mm. Yeah, I when I came to USC, I think I was looking for something super simple. Like I just wanted to walk with other people in Christ and study Scripture together, and I wasn't looking for anything too like crazy. And I guess I wasn't really looking for anything too glammed up so like i visited like a lot of different fellowships and i definitely considered joining um the other ones but i think what really kept me at double a was just how stripped down it was because um in my freshman year our double at usc was in its second year and so there were like five six people in there um and it was it was literally just a bible study on thursday like they just read the bible together and i think the fact that there weren't any just the simplicity of it made it really easy for me to see its mission and vision and to see it lived out like it was just very clear there were no other distractions um and i think i very much agreed with its direction and like how people like how it was being approached um and i also experienced people's commitment and love for christ in the way like um say an upperclassman becca she definitely reached out to me um and also our staffers john and kylie were very generous with me and definitely like reached out to me a lot and even though like over christmas i wasn't i didn't go home so i was just living alone um and they like came and visited me and like played board games with me um and just yeah so like just how they cared for me and how genuine they were um plus the simplicity and like the direct i don't know just my the bible studies itself um drew me to it no that's uh that's really cool and uh for sarah i know you started acf at bothell but when you transferred was there a specific reason why like you stayed other than like oh it's just like acf 
in another like college but was there like I guess for you I think was there like differences you picked up on about like how it functioned or like what really made you like uh, stay in like double A out of everything else you could have chose? Yeah, um, it's actually a pretty interesting story, um, like how God really worked in my life um, and really transformed my faith through AACF. Um, like, I think like differences between like going to the UW Bothell, um, AA versus the UW Seattle and USC, they're all very different. But um, I think the, um, like, or the, I guess I'll start with differences. The differences, like, um, I think at UW Bothell, since it was so new, um, it was largely just, I think, one way that we could, um, like, God could use um, this Christian ministry to um, kind of create a sense of um, community and belonging um, for people at this commuter school that um, often, like, don't really see people outside of their classes. Um, and I think that, that God really worked in a lot of ways there in bringing people together in a lot of non-Christians as well, um, or people that like hadn't um, really been in a Christian community in a long time. Um, and then at UW Seattle, it was I think more of like the traditional like WCF with large group and like guest speakers. And I think that was um, definitely a place that I felt like I was being fed by um, just the messages and also um, different um, believers that had been walking with God for a while. But then going to USC, and the reason I actually think I felt mostly like I wanted to stay in AACF was um, because I was actually not planning to transfer originally. I was planning to stay somewhere in Washington. I, I think I applied to um, UW Seattle and to USC, um, but kind of was just hoping to stay in Washington. Um, and then, so I was hope, planning to stay um, with UW Bothell and just even like planned. So I went to their leadership training conference and um, had heard, just heard back from USC that I'd gotten and got rejected from UW and was kind of like, oh, I'm, <laughs> I don't really know what to, um, yeah, I, I don't really know what this is gonna look like next year. And I hadn't really told anyone because I just felt like I should be focusing on like the school I was most likely going to stay with. Um, and so we were planning like for our campus and all of this, there are like 200 students there, I think. Um, and, and out of all of the people, um, Nicole was actually like, we shared like a bunk bed together and then we were in the same like training track um and then like just like a lot of things it was just like like not only was she like one of two people from usc that went to the ltc um but she's also in the same major um and we're same year so it just seemed like a lot of things that i just didn't think were coincidence like i really felt like god was working um through nicole and like also through other people um they're just to show me what it really looks like to have Christ-centered relationships that are really focused on just walking and growing together um, um, towards God. And so when I initially transferred, um, I think I wasn't really expecting to find another fellowship that I, um, that like would be best for me um, just because of all the things that God had done through AACF. But I think what really, um, what really was uh, made it that I, or the main reason I wanted to stay uh, was just because of how intentional people were and how, how much everyone desired to grow closer to God and really, um, yeah, I think really just take their faith seriously and um, yeah, be more like him every day. Like, I think that that's what I really needed, um, like accountability to grow and also like 
like I think as my desire to grow closer to God was increasing um, to be surrounded by people that would also had the same uh, yeah, idea in mind. Right, and being in a completely different state with kind of just like you and your friends, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think God definitely provided Nicole and some other people um, to have like that um, Christian community and community in general. What about you, Joe? Why'd you why'd you stay at ACF? Um. Um. Okay. Well, my story is a little different. Um. I don't think there was like a moment where I was like, "Oh, dang! I really love the voice." Yeah. <laughs> like to be honest, I probably didn't like. I probably had like the most stupid reason to stay. Um. I, I didn't really have a reason. I think, cause for me, I think a lot of people like the church I grew up in and like the area. Like I grew up in Seattle, right? And if you go to Seattle, like if you uh, like I live around Seattle, you're expected to go to like UW. And uh, especially if you're like a Seattle Christian that went to my church, you were expected to join AACF. Um, and I think like a lot of people were like, oh yeah, like my mom was pushing me for a fellowship. So I was like, okay, like I'm at least gonna try to go to fellowships, you know, like I'm not gonna just like, I guess half like not try. So I went, but to be honest, I didn't really like it that much. <laughs> um, it seemed very mediocre. Um, and it seemed very like comfortable, you know. Um, I think it matched like mo- a lot of like what I grew up in, uh, the vibe, the people, like what we learned. And I wasn't exactly sure if that's what I wanted. Because um, I, I think like when I went to college, I was more like, oh, I want to do something new, like different. I want to be challenged, like put out of my comfort zone. But ACF did not check any of those boxes. Um, at least what I seemed like at first. But the more like I did it, the more like personal that all felt. I think since like especially at UW compared to like the other Asian like fellowships on campus, like it's definitely smaller. So I felt like I got to know people better. Uh, I think it's like Nicole, what you were saying about like USC, how like when you first joined, there was only like a few people. Like I think that like getting to know people quickly and like actually building like a friendship with them made them like a place for me like that I kind of wanted to go back <laughs> and I felt like it was the easiest place for me to like grow and serve as quickly as possible because um, even though I wasn't being challenged it was a place where I could like uh, probably help like also grow people in the future when I'm not a freshman anymore and. <laughs> Uh, just yeah just serve and give back so that's why I decided to stay yep dude that's cute man thank you <laughs> um, alright I feel like that's a great place to end so thank you guys for coming on I hope you guys had fun um, besides that yeah any any other last comments or anything nope alright Thanks for <laughs> All right, then we'll end it here. Yeah, then we'll end it here.